Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 178 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. 178 is a palindromic in three consecutive bases because 178 is 456 in base six, 343 in base seven, and 262 in base eight. Amazing. Today, we're introducing a new segment called Friday Funnies. Uh, I'm not sure how long this segment is going to last, but in the questions, we're going to talk about watching the ball, the pace of your serves, training drills, and consistency. I'm Jeff Plum, and as you can see, Alois Rosero is right here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeff. Good morning, and uh, wow, Friday funnies. Yep, Friday funnies. Okay, but before we get to Friday funnies, surely we've got to do on this day, because that is the segment that everyone waits for, right? All right, let's do on this day then. So on this day in 1965, something quite pertinent to Jeffrey, yep. In Canberra, their first two sets of traffic lights, 1965. Is that go. right? First sets of traffic lights, I 1965. I didn't actually know they had traffic lights in Canberra yet, but that's that's fantastic. My hometown. There yeah. you go. Great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, everyone's going to appreciate that. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Um, well, then, all right, Friday Funnies, Alice, go tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you go next week. <laughs> Uh, ready? How do you plan a table tennis tournament? No, I've messed it up. Oh, no. I oh. knew this segment would be good. Let's get rid of this segment. Already <laughs> got All right. Now, how do you arrange a table tennis tournament on Mars? I don't know. How do you arrange a table tennis tournament on Mars? Planet. Oh, Jeffrey. That's almost, almost funny. <laughs> almost funny. All right. Well, yeah. Tell us if that segment should go and go, just go. <laughs> and we'll move on to yesterday's Ping Seals question of the day, which is what is the best thing about table tennis? Wow. And uh, Jeffrey, we did have a lot of responses. And uh, I mean, you know, you would think so. Yes. Everyone loves table tennis. But uh, we had, oh, I don't know, a whole heap of uh, responses on uh, our Facebook page. So, uh, Fabio said the combination between sophisticated technique needed to master several forms of spin and complex strategies necessary to beat a whole range of different players. And uh, and it is. It, it, it's a complex sport, but at the same time, it can be quite simple to start with too. So Yes, and as Fabio also mentioned, he says the famous saying is that table tennis is chess at light speed. It is indeed. I'm indeed. going to sneeze, Alice. Okay, goodbye. Um, and Mark, <laughs> Mark Taylor. Uh, said it's a very social sport that the whole family can play and enjoy, although some of the family don't quite realise how important that social element is and stop playing. Um, And he might have referred to a few of his family there. Um, Taking away some of the enjoyment of the others that continue to play. Hmm. Thank you, uh, Mark. Um, Shay said the fact that it can uh, be played by anyone, it's multicultural, uses skills, spin, control, mental strength, power, speed, deceptiveness, etc., and is the most spectacular sport to watch. As the touch required is amazing, then instantly it turns into a huge, fast topspin rally, making it a great sport for viewing and playing. Yeah, it's the, I think the versatility of the sport too is, is fantastic. 
Absolutely. And uh, Chris Adder said uh, the coaches, and uh, I, might, oh. I might have coached him at one stage. There you go. Uh, Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Stop sucking up, Chris. <laughs> and uh, Jared uh, Catcart said the fact that it's different every single day and you never stop learning about the sport. That is so true. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. All righty. Let's, um, let's move on to the Ping Sellers question for today. And the question is, who is the best player that you have ever played? So, again, jump onto our Facebook page or <laughs> jump onto our Facebook page or our blog and let us know who is the best player you have ever played. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to some questions. And first up, Dudo says, do you think keeping track of the ball with my eyes all the way as it comes to my side of the table is necessary when playing a forehand? Sometimes I feel like I should have focused more on the ball because it slips right next to my racket. Yeah, so <clears throat> we talk about this a, a little bit. Um, focusing on the ball is, like, so important. Um, and it's something that we often forget about in table tennis. Um if you're not watching the ball carefully, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to be able to hit the ball. So often we sort of just, you know, stare or look um, quite generally at what's happening. But the most important object is definitely the ball. So that's what we need to focus on all the time. So if you're doing that, it gives you a much better chance of um, seeing the little deviations that might happen with the ball. So instead of the ball flying straight towards you, it might curve a little bit or curve a little bit or dip a little bit more. And if you're watching that carefully, then you're a much better chance to make contact and to make the best stroke. Now, often people say, well, if I'm watching the ball, I can't see what my opponent's doing um, and, I, and it disorients me. It, it might seem that way to start off with, Judo, but... If you are watching the ball peripherally, you're seeing. I, I know what Jeffrey's doing right now, anyway, even though I can see him on the screen, but I can see him peripherally um, here as well. So I don't need to be looking at him. Oh, my goodness. I don't need to be looking at him to, to tell what he's doing. So peripherally, you'll see what your opponent's doing and you'll get the best information on what the ball's doing at the same time. So, yeah, so tracking the ball, can't emphasise it enough. There you go, Dido. And everybody else, if you're not doing this, make sure you watch the ball as closely as possible. Next time you go out and play table tennis, try it out, watch it closer than you think you can, and you'll notice a difference straight away. All right, next up is a question from Daniel who says, how can I maximise the effects of spin while serving, especially side spin? Getting the right contact and brushing motion is important, as I've realised, but if I wish to maximise side spin on the serve, will the velocity of the ball be important as well? Yeah, now this is an interesting one. So, so you can generate a lot of spin um, and not have so much speed on the ball, okay? or you can generate a lot of spin and have more speed on the ball. So... The, the difference in effect at the other end is that if the ball is hitting your opponent's bat at high speed and it has spin, it's a little bit harder for them to control it. So if it's bouncing into their bat with a lot of spin, then the ball's bouncing out really quickly and it can be harder to control. Yeah, plus it comes to them faster, so they've got less time to react as well. Yeah, that's right. The big 
um, proviso here, though, is if the ball is going fast, it often is going to go long. So if it's going long, then it's much easier for your opponent to make an attacking stroke off that serve. So you've got to balance up between getting the speed on it and uh, making sure that it's not going long so that your opponent can attack. So doing a short, fast serve is ideal. So you want as much speed as you can on the ball, um, but still bouncing twice on the other side. So if you can do that, then you're starting to get a really effective serve. Okay, that's interesting, Alois. Now, one other thing I've noticed is that when the serve is slower, even with the same amount of side spin, the slower serve will seem to curve more than the faster serve. So, And, and people might think that that's better, but is it? No, not necessarily. So, um, I mean, the, I suppose the classic case is the, you know, we, we often look at the Marlin serve where the ball um, stops and comes back towards you. So you can't do that without having um, or having the ball travel reasonably slowly. If you, if you get that ball traveling really fast, the ball isn't going to be, uh, come back and look as spectacular. But it's still got a lot of spin on the ball. Yeah, so it's got a lot of spin on the ball, even though it's going that way. So what's affecting that? The forward momentum of the ball. So by hitting the ball faster, the ball has more forward momentum. It's still spinning crazily like that, but because it's got a lot of forward momentum, it doesn't come back or turn as quickly. But if you think about it, the ball is still spinning as much as it was before, but... Um, but not curving. But when it hits the other person's bat, it's still going to um, spin off violently because of the spin that's on the ball. Great question, Daniel. So what we want everyone to do is go away and practice some serves, try doing some slower ones and see the reaction of the ball, and then try doing some faster ones that you still keep short that bounce twice on the table, and then try those out against an opponent and see the difference. Yeah, so we've got a, we've got a um, video on the short, fast serve that we'll put a link to here, and uh, you'll have a look at that and, um, and see, see what we're really talking about. Indeed. All right. Next up, Oscar asked, what is the meaning of consistency? Is the word is it the word for continuous strokes? Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about consistency, and we, I suppose we talk about it a lot, don't we? Mm. And uh, it was interesting um, that um, Oscar asked this question because we sort of just assume that everyone knows what consistency is. But consistency does mean being able to put the ball where you want um, in a lot of times in a row. So um, if if you can do um, ten shots in a row, that's good. If you can do a hundred shots in a row then that's even more. So in a row, meaning without a mistake. So that's what we're really talking about with consistency. And then consistency can also mean uh, where you're putting the ball. So not just necessarily on the table, but being consistent uh, consistent to hit the ball into the forehand court or the backhand court or onto a disc or onto a, a target. So um, yeah, that's what we're really talking about, consistency. And consistency and control, I suppose, um, go hand in hand. You know, to, to be consistent, you need good control of what's mm. uh, of the ball. Absolutely. Great. Thanks for the question, Oscar. And next up is a question from Mark who says, I'm starting to do some drilling sessions with a practice partner, but we're still at the point where our placement is a bit sloppy and the ball falls out of play fairly often. 
is it worthwhile to add in some mixed drills yet? Okay, Mark. So um, I would say no. So what I would say is to develop your consistency. So develop that control. Be able to put the ball um, to the right spots more often in um, in a row. Um, once you develop that control with you and your partner, then you can start to think about um, more uh, diverse types of footwork drills and drills that um, will will challenge you a little bit more but you know that control is so important that consistency is so important so in our 52 week training plan it's no accident that our first four weeks focus on consistency because you need to develop that consistency before you can move on and start to do more complex drills and more complex skills as well so yeah when you first try a more complicated drill it's already tough on you to do and if the ball's not going to the right spot it's just going to become really difficult and you're not going to be playing a lot of balls because you're missing too many and they're not coming where you're expected. So that's why it makes sense to do the drills that are simple first, develop your consistency, and then you'll be able to get more benefit from the more advanced drills. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so start simple. Always start simple um, and then build up as that drill becomes uh, more simple for you and and um, and you're getting that ball on the table a lot of times. Yeah, so it won't take long, Mark. Just keep working on that and as soon as you get that consistency, move up to the next drills. It's great you got a practice partner. Uh, keep working on that. It's um, really a good way to improve. All right, Alois, well, that wraps up show 178 with the new segment, Friday Funnies. Hope you liked it. (laughs) Uh, Have a great weekend of table tennis, everybody, and we will be back on Monday. Thanks for watching. Make sure to sign up to our free newsletter at pingskills.com. And, um, oh, we just got one last question. So someone is uh, on, um, and he has said, we do a lot of athletic mental and personal coaching. Oh, and he's had he's had ping pong players from all over. And he says, Alois, how do you coach people of different languages? Do you use the translator do you use a translator to their full potential? Um actually no, we uh, I use sign language and uh it's quite effective. So yeah, so often just, you know, use my use my hands, use uh use my gestures and uh get things across to people that way. I guess with table tennis, you can communicate by (laughs) demonstration as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend of table tennis, and thank you, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey. See you. See you on Monday. Bye.